0: all right welcome back to another podcast on the fit dad lifestyle and it's going to be another series episode for pop tarts and caffeine with jason so today we do have topics written out this time and we're ready to go so first off though what is your pop tart flavor of the day i had hot fudge sunday and i honestly regret it is before working out or after working out? You there? Hello?
1: Hello? There we go. What about now?
0: Okay, yeah. I can hear you.
1: Yeah, don't ask me what happened. You don't need to know.
0: <laughs> um, Which part did you get? It was... What? which part did you hear just hot fudge Sunday, that's it
1: that's all you need to hear it's been sitting in my stomach oh. since eight o'clock this morning and uh it's kind of plugging me up so don't i don't recommend that one
0: <laughs> awesome um yeah i'll stick with the vanilla cupcake still it's because you're basic yeah um, yeah pretty basic um and so far for myself i've had um 800 milligrams of caffeine so that's it on the low end yeah so yeah just 800 milligrams today and uh, for the week if anyone's interested i've had what did i post 8400 milligrams uh, it was a big number i just i
1: clicked through because i didn't want to read it it was a very yeah, it's
0: like 8400 milligrams
1: yeah it's a little concerning yeah
0: yeah um i'm still alive still kicking and uh all right you know of, yeah <laughs> So, on the agenda, what about the uh, powerlifting progress? Anything new? I saw your uh, Instagram, um, your bench press.
1: Yeah, it's, um, I'm chasing rep PRs right now because I think singles are boring. I was saying the only notable PR that I've done was my squat yesterday, which was 545 for a triple, uh, mainly because it's pain-free and I'm the lightest that I've ever been weight wise to so I've hit that weight. So, it puts me on track to hit 600. By February in the meet, as long as I don't blow my hip out again. And so now it's just a waiting game to see how fast the injuries pile up. So what do you mean again? That's a previous injury? Yeah, I tore my groin a few years ago, the first time I ever pulled sumo. Like literally the very first session, I ripped it to pieces. And uh, the problem is you use your groin just about for every movement ever, just in life and lifting. So it's taken years to heal, and it finally just – I finally was able to balance out all of the injuries it gave me and finally heal everything up.
0: So do you know, like, what you did wrong in that lift, or was it just a matter of, like, overtraining? And,
1: uh, it that was, was. I pulled conventional exclusively for weightlifting and then thought sumo looked kind of cool, so I tried to max out on sumo, and uh, it all went downhill from there.
0: So you think the a better technique would be if you're transitioning to slowly progress up and learn the technique?
1: Yeah, like um, you can switch right over. Obviously, it's going to be a different stance, but don't don't start toes to plates the very first day. It's kind of what I did. I started like super wide cause that's what you see on the internet. Uh, I would honestly start with like a hybrid setup like what Ed Cohn did and just progress it inch by inch each week until you reach like a – Either a point where it's too much for your adductors, or a point where it just kind of clicks and then stay there. All
0: right. uh, what about any changes to your diet?
1: Uh, it's just cleaner, more than anything. So I've tried to. I'm eating a lot less. So I've dropped from five thousand calories to three thousand. So I'm sitting around my actual maintenance right now. I'm just gonna see how far I can push that without having to go into a deficit. And uh, it's just clean up the diet a bit. Bring back only fast-adjusting carbs and get rid of a lot of the slow stuff. I hate bloating when I'm trying to cut, and um, start replacing all my liquids with solid foods just to stay full longer.
0: Are you are you uh, implementing any type of uh, like periodization eating? So like uh, like a, a intermittent fasting, almost like a period of window.
1: No, I just eat. Um, whether it's filling them all in in like an hour over the course of the day I don't worry about it too much I've tried intermittent fasting I don't think it's the best thing ever for fat loss it's really good for adherence I don't really have an adherence problem more so it's just a scheduling issue of being able to fit everything in so really all I care about is hitting X amount of calories before I train and then whatever carbs I do intro workout the rest I can just do whenever I kind of get hungry uh, I don't have to
0: stress about it too much so I think that uh, brings us into the uh, ultimate topic today, the headliner, because um, there's a lot of opinions about that, about dieting or eating windows and eating frequency and calories in, calories out, training on a full stomach, training on an empty stomach, liquid carbs, solid carbs. I think we're talking about IG influencers. So for all of you people out there that uh, you know live under the rock, um, that's Instagram. So. We're here to talk about Instagram influencers, and I, what are what are your opinions on that, and how do you feel about the word influencer?
1: I hate the word influencer when it comes to making it a job title. It's like politicians are influencers because everything they do influences their lives. Um, actors are influencers because kids grow up watching them. I don't think someone that goes to crunch and does hip thrust all day is an influencer to anyone mainly because they spend majority of the time just lying. Uh, the photos are recycled. The videos are all from one session, and then they're recycled over and over. If you do an example of look at Mark Bell, for example, um, he came out with Slingshot after he retired from powerlifting, and it was incredible for the community because he, he brought out very affordable, very good equipment. He never promoted anything that was really wrong. Everything he promoted was just about, like the Slingshot's just about shoulder safety. It was never about cheating the weight. So he never lied to you. And then fast forward to maybe three years ago when he went on keto and he started promoting instead of keto, he started promoting the carnivore diet. And the way he promotes it isn't by linking like a scientific study or having a physician come on with him and say, this does this, this does that. He'll post a screenshot from a client saying, hey, my diabetes is gone. Or hey, my systolic dropped from 200 to 120 and I feel fantastic. So then all these people, overweight or athletic, get on this diet, and all that ends up happening is they end it with weird blood values like really high hematocrit or just super thick blood from all the red meat they're taking in all the time and still have diabetes or they're still fat or they're still really bad athletes. And yet they just continue to follow the diet, and I cannot figure out why.
0: Yeah. Um, I feel like uh Oh, I think we just talked about this, um, the other day with Stan efforting. Um, yeah, there's some mixed, mixed, emotions on that one as well. Um, so what do you want to go into about that?
1: I love the vertical diet. If you read it, if you just read the PDF of it, it's just a food elimination diet. So it's all about stuff that you can digest the best. Um, and then just picking cleaner foods overall and keeping it really simple. The problem I take with it is the health claims that he does behind it, which the same thing as the carnivore diet, they market it as being like the cure all of everything. It cures cancer, it cures AIDS, it cures blood pressure problems, it cures everything. But really, you're just eating different foods than you normally eat. And I just don't know how they're able to get away with the stuff that they claim or why everyone's so naive or just stupid in the first place. They follow it and believe it. And it just gets promoted non-stop and spread everywhere. By the time it spreads, even if it's misinformation, by the time it spreads it'll never be corrected ever again and spread too far. And that's just one of the main issues with it.
0: Yeah, I feel like a lot of people they follow those because they want to feel like they're being a part of something, almost like because it's almost like a religion. Like yeah. vertical diet is a religion, man. Keto, a religion, carnivore a religion. And if you say something that goes against what they believe, they get upset and they rely solely upon that influencer that they, that they learn from or they rely solely upon science where science you can't just take it word for word it is more of a anecdotal um, evidence what we need so if we live by it things respond differently in our body versus what science says in a petri dish if it's going to um, be an in vivo or in vitro it's huge difference And everyone responds differently according to whatever disease or condition that you have and also stress load and what your primary goal is and where you've been before and how you built your body. Because a lot of these people didn't build their body on the vertical diet. Stan Efferty didn't do that. He did it totally different. Um, He did it more of a a macros in, macros out, heavy bulking kind of bodybuilding style is how he built his huge frame. And then he ran into health issues and then that caused him to redo his diet And people expect that following the vertical diet, which you know it does really well, it does increase, can increase strength. I mean, it does a lot of positive things. But if you're thinking, "Oh, I'm going to become stand-efforting because I'm following the vertical diet," yeah, yeah, you're going to be sorely disappointed. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, because I don't
1: look like him yet, and I kind of follow it, so I'm I'm really (laughs) upset with the money I spent here. But you can (laughs) even look at. kai green now is supposedly vegan and that's just giving the idea that you can eat leaves all day and be built like kai green you just you physically cannot do that it's just not going to happen but it gives yeah, them but, this mindset of like hey i can eat that bush over there my legs will be 40 inches around but i mean gorillas
0: they just eat bananas and they're huge right with
1: the <laughs> because, yes like we're close to gorillas but in the end they have such different digestive systems than we do we were not born to eat trees all day. If we were, we'd all be jacked just just because. Like, we'd be just like grills. We'd be huge for no reason. And we're not. We're all fat. We're either really, really fat or really, really skinny or just kind of in between. You're like skinny fat. And no matter what plants you eat, it's not going to fix it. I just hate that argument so much.
0: Yeah. And um, our stomachs are different. Like we have different chambers in our stomach, different acidity, pH levels, different enzymes. Um, So certain animals in the animal kingdom, they can convert uh, omega-6 from plants into active omega-3 in the body, whereas humans are very poor at doing that. And uh, omega-6 just stays in our system if we have too much compared to the ratio of omega-3. And then it causes us to have inflammatory issues. So instead of being Um, helping with inflammation it it actually helps with proflammation which is pro-inflammatory, and it's not going to be the good one that we want from arachidonic acid it's going to be the bad one that can actually cause oxidative damage and stress to our um, vascular system Um, so yeah and and then it also causes malnutrition because too much nutrients from a plant product like let's say iron from spinach it actually starts depleting iron in our body uh, if we do too much, yeah, just totally different enzyme systems.
1: Well, according to game changers, that fantastic documentary, that was all
0: wrong. So I'm going <laughs> to by that. I'm not reading anything you said. <laughs> yeah. Because all those guys built their body yeah, on right. vegan diets.
1: <laughs> they had photos
0: and graphs, man. You didn't, you didn't propose any of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the most consistent person um, would be uh, Lane Noren as far as his advice.
1: Yeah, because everyone misinterprets half the stuff that he says, too. Like when he says calories in for his calories out, he's just talking about the general person. Obviously, for someone in show prep, macros really do matter and the quality of food really does matter. But it gets so misinterpreted that everyone just calls him like this, this calorie zealot, pretty much, without actually listening to anything that he says. And I almost feel bad for him at a certain point because he spends his entire life defending his own points, which are actually really good points not because anyone's trying to challenge him with evidence is they just don't want to listen to anything he says.
0: Yeah. uh, I think him and Palumbo had a argument because Palumbo is all about helping people get ready for stage prep. And that's where macronutrients come into play, but then he totally disregarded and it was very disrespectful to lane. Basically again, saying that that he's only talking about calories where if you look at lane's repertoire, You see that he has helped tons of athletes get ready for shows or competitions and and powerlifting uh, the same way that um, Eric Helms and Roberto Nunez do. Yeah, he's coached
1: plenty of successful athletes in both sports. He's also been successful in both sports. So he's kind of got the leverage to speak on the stuff that he speaks on. But it's like everyone has to find a flaw in everything that he says, and it's usually just by not listening to him
0: so i have a few opinions about like why influencers do this but why do you think that the like the ones that are so irritating to listen to uh that you just can't believe that people are gullible like why do you think that they actually do that on instagram and and or on their youtube page
1: i really think that if you look at the ones that are that irritating um let's just say 25 percent of the people that actually follow them like them and listen to what they say the rest of them are like me you hate them so much you just watch just to get mad so we constantly give them views and what i do it all the time i'll constantly pull up a video and i know i hate the person i'm going to disregard what they say but it's like i have to have that debate with them without them being there so i'm inadvertently paying their their bills and they know that and that's why they stay controversial just enough to not lose their status in i guess the instagram realm i don't really know what it's called i'm not gonna use the app half the time but also do enough to keep their good followers. So they can't piss those guys off. So I really I think it's just it's very clever marketing. Like anything, it's just really clever marketing. You have to sell yourself and the trash that you're selling. Look at Herbalife. Um they market Herbalife as you're gonna be you're gonna lose 50 pounds in like three months, right? You probably will because you're gonna starve yourself and pump yourself full of fiber so you're full all the time and you won't notice you're starving yourself. So it's not because of Herbalife you just starved yourself to the point you lost 50 pounds. But the marketing doesn't ever tell you that part. It just makes it look so good that you're cool with that.
0: Yeah, I think influencers are a marketing shark. They are in it for the money and they, um, they're they very inconsistent if you look at their profiles. Um, but uh, I, I don't see them as influencers. I see them as Instagram salespersons because that's all they are. They are selling a product to you. And, um, influencers are supposed to present you, uh, like, like you are saying about politics, they influencers present you with a, an option of lifestyle, an option of change, something to think about. They don't go at it like salespeople and try to manipulate you into thinking the way that they're thinking or to persuade you into thinking that they're thinking. An influencer's job is to help you gain knowledge, to be able to make a, uh, a, a decision that is, um, uh, based on information facts. And that makes you uh, feel comfortable making that decision and that yeah, will actually help you. So that, just um, that's been lost
1: now because of how much money they make. They don't care anymore. Versus, if you look at people like, uh, look at Larry wheels, every video he puts up is really positive. He's honestly not selling you anything. He's just promoting a lifestyle of get really, really strong, do it incredibly safely, then care about your own health. I don't know if you watch his recent videos. He goes in in depth about like stuff like porn addictions or ED and that stuff no one wants to talk about, but he doesn't make that much money off of it, even though it's a really important topic versus if he changed his whole mindset and said, hey, if you buy this belt, you'll squat 900 pounds. The whole marketing changes now and the money just triples.
0: Yeah, I'm fascinated by that. Like, it's honestly, again, I, you you know me, like I at work, like I like observing people, and um, I just think it's fascinating. And I'm like ask like questions of like, why do you even think that way? It's just like asking questions, why do you think or why do you want that? And uh, I think it's very interesting. People, they, I have, and I still have no idea why people make decisions, but I really think it's because they lack confidence, or they want a support group, or they're. that's pretty much what i think um it's it's go ahead uh, i think they're just trying to fill a void and because i do appreciate yeah i i appreciate someone like larry wills talking about the things that no one wants to discuss um it's like same thing like you know on one of my podcasts i just did and um it you know it's a for me overcoming different addictions that i've had in the past or because i think in, in the fitness industry binging is a huge issue and no one really likes to talk about it and um, i think everyone who's tried to gain weight um or been competing has binged whether to the point of being overfull, or to the point of throwing up or to the point of causing them to do more exercise to exhaust their body it's a uh, it's a terrible circle and a lot of people don't like to to mention that and i think what's funny is that um, that Greg Doucette guy? I watch him. I find him pretty annoying. But if you look, yeah, if you look past his, the reason why he does his videos and he bashes on people is because he knows that it makes money, um, and that's what we're talking about. They're doing it for money. They know people are going to click on it. But if you look past that, you can see with his most recent videos of his like cookbook and everything, he is yeah. trying to actually stop binging. Because he's yeah. had that issue. And I think that's brilliant. But, but people aren't even going to see that. They want to see, like he just posted it, they want to see the, the food challenges, see people stuff their face, which that is freaking weird. And yeah. uh, I, don't know, I don't know why people watch people eat. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, I like his underlying message. It's just he knows how to, to get it across to the smart people. But then he, like, he will literally call you dumb um the viewers that really don't get it and i think it's funny <laughs> and then the people that don't get it like they don't get that he's calling you dumb
1: i really think that's he holds himself back because of that though because the smart ones aren't the ones that really need you to say anything to them they'll find out eventually it's the average person you have to remind you can't binge like especially if you want to get into bodybuilding you can't binge right so they not had the experience with it for him to just sit there and call them dumb it never gives them a chance to actually listen to what he's saying they just get mad instantly make some money and they anger so it's it's good and bad because people need to hear that they're stupid sometimes they really do but it the way he's doing it he's kind of holds his own business back or his own messages back and that's just the reputation he's built for himself over the years he's he's literally a douche his last name says it and yeah. he's just built such a weird reputation no matter what he says you're gonna hate him he could come out yeah. right now with the cure for some weird disease and you'll hate him so much you won't care <laughs> that's honestly Really his fault because he sold himself in that light. I I never made his videos or wrote his script. He did it himself, so it's entirely his fault in the end.
0: Yeah, so I, you can even go on specific websites and look at people's trending revenue, trending views yeah. and such uh, for the top YouTubers. I'm pretty sure his audience is like teenagers. so They're pretty I mean, young. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, <laughs> Actually, so... Right.
1: Yeah. It's just like how most YouTube statistics for fitness videos show it's only men that watch them in the first place, mainly because they don't target anything towards women. And the women that do target towards women, they're all just – they're all liars. Every single one of them, they're all liars. They don't do so, half the exercises that they do.
0: Yeah, that's the other thing that annoys me. Um, man, I hate the um, – we, we actually have a good um, – female following on my channel um i can see the statistics and uh i I think it's kind of neat uh for all my um for all my series we do and um uh i hate whenever we have different supplement companies promoting this supplement is only for women and it's not a hormonal thing it's a pre workout (laughs) (laughs) or increasing i i think we all know the one that we're talking about on instagram Uh,
1: it's just like saying that this piece of chicken is only for men and this one's only for women it right. It does not make sense whatsoever.
0: So the, the the brand I'm specifically talking about, which you know very well, women's best.
1: Yeah, they're trash, they're complete
0: trash. I before, I think it's hilarious.
1: Oh, man. They've got a combination of their very low quality products with horrible blends, but they also will market that creatine, which it's just creatine monhydrate, it's for women. It is 30 grams. <laughs> so how is that for women like what is that going to do for women it, does that mean if I take it right now I'm going to develop like gyno or something like that that's that's <laughs> the mindset it gives you or if I use the women's pre-workout I'll just suddenly end up with high heels on so it right. kind of goes both ways and that's just how
0: dumb it sounds though right that's funny anyways that's the I'm about to, I'm about to do a rant on that crap um, so for those of you who don't know I actually have like a YouTube channel that i'm starting back up again but it's pretty much just me crossing the line a a lot of things and um you know basically doing what greg doucette does um so i might as well take advantage of this but i'm not selling products um i'm just you're you're going to enter the mind of andrew which is Is a very scary scary thing is that just because you don't have any products you sell that's true yeah um just i have
1: podcasts i was wondering (laughs)
0: Um, yeah, I, I have, uh, I have dirt in the backyard. I can sell, um, it's, it's, it's fiber. Product. It's a, uh, soil based organism probiotic. Uh, yeah. So
1: I just watched um, SpongeBob and they sold Krabby patties <laughs> me out of sand. So no, anything's possible. <laughs> all right. Um, anything else with the influencers? I just hate all of them. I really do. And I feel bad for the ones that try their hardest to actually push across good messages. Like um, most strongmen in general are pretty good about it. They're just like, hey, get jacked and strong. You've got Larry Willis saying the same thing. Um, A lot of the smaller pages just promoting either very good products or very basic stuff that works. They get overshadowed by people like Brad Castleberry. And that's who everyone loves. Which he is just, he's a disgusting human being. And he's been exposed many, many times for not actually lifting anything. And everyone knows it, and yet they still go and watch it. And it just blows my mind.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. People look at a, um, they, they look at Larry Wills and they judge a book by its cover. Um, and they just want to say, Oh, you're on steroids. Um, and that's the reason why you're the way you are, or Wait. I think so- something to do with his girlfriend as well. I don't know what she does, but I guess there's some yeah. animosity toward that, but, um, but there's underlying message for that guy and, uh, everyone, everyone bleeds blood. So, um, yeah. It's
1: just everyone's just afraid to admit that he's better than them. So, like, I yeah. know for a fact yeah. that Larry wills outbenches me. It's not a question. I'm not ashamed sure. to say that either, so I'm not going to come up with, well, it's just the drugs. Even if he wasn't on drugs, he's still probably genetically perfect. He's has 600 yep. pounds since he was, like, 15. So I'm yeah. pretty and sure he had, he'd be pretty strong.
0: Yeah, and he hasn't had any serious injuries.
1: Yeah, he's had uh, two injuries, but he's still very young. He's very open about his drug use in the first place. So it's not like he hides anything at all. And yet everyone still hates them for some reason.
0: Yeah. It's crazy. It's sure um, weird. All right. So we're going to be wrapping up this episode. Um, but the last thing we're, we're going to do is some uh, Pop-Tart stereotypes. And You're I have sure. some names. <laughs> so I'm going to go and order the ones I gave you. Uh, so Pop-Tart for Donald Trump. <laughs> So, so I went with if, the, if Donald Trump was a Pop Tart. Yeah, there you go. I
1: went with the chocolate chip cookie dough. The reason being is because like if you really look at the inside of it, it's not that bad. But at face value, it's absolutely worthless.
0: <laughs> hey now. Don't don't say stuff like that. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> um <laughs> yeah. Uh Joe Biden. I don't know if I can say this one at all, but <laughs>
1: But I picked uh, chocolate fudge because I just feel like he'd pick that part for the votes. <laughs>
0: oh man! Uh, and then he'd forget and pick something else. Yeah, he didn't um, like a, some weird candy bar or something. <laughs> he'd be like Snickers. Um, <laughs> uh, Lane Norton.
1: Uh, he's a he's one of those confetti.
0: What is it? The confetti cup. Oh yeah, he's mine. Oh man, I, no connection now. What about now? Oh,
1: okay, yeah, we're good. Okay, I may have dropped my phone. It's possible.
0: Okay, so he's a he's a confetti cupcake. Yeah, he's just really loud and all over the place and it upsets me all the time, but I still love him. Yeah, when you open him, when you open it up, you get sprinkles everywhere. Um, really- <laughs> uh, Mark Bell.
1: He's the chocolate cupcake pop tart. I don't know if you ever had that, but it doesn't taste anything like chocolate cupcake because it's all a lie. As evidence by his entire business model.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Um, Dave Palumbo.
1: It's probably those little little Pop-Tart Bites because I can handle him like one of them, then I just get really pissed off. <laughs> um, Dan Green. So this one was kind of hard. <laughs> like, this one's kind of tough because I don't hate him at all. But I think it's the it's like chocolatey churro is the flavor. It's like brand new. And I just don't want anything to do with it because it scares me. Uh, ben Pollock. He used to be unfrosted strawberry. Now he's frosted strawberry because he's like, he's turned into a gorilla pretty much. I don't know if you've
0: seen him. Oh,
1: yeah. Like 4,000 pounds of muscle now. I don't know what happened, but he, he earns an upgrade.
0: Dude, he is thicker than a snicker right now, man. His his midsection is crazy. Um, yeah, it's, it, it's
1: crazy how small it really
0: is. It just looks <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Um, for you bodybuilder fans, uh, Phil Heath. He's
1: he's a little apple crisp one because I hate everything about it.
0: <laughs> so crispy. Um. I You're going to go with chocolate fudge on that one, but um, oh, Jay, Jay Cutler,
1: he can be pumpkin spice because he's just so boring.
0: So, he's he's um, he's the same as yoga from last week's episode. He's the equivalent <laughs> of <like>, ugly boots, <laughs> he's bodybuilding yoga, yeah, um. <laughs> It's on my back, now, like a cow or something. <laughs> all right, all right um so that's it for today's episode and um next week we'll have another episode and we'll go in a little bit more depth about a topic that i haven't made up yet so we'll find out more um other than that we're huh that means
1: i won't know either so wish us luck
0: yeah well yeah yeah, i'll let you know um anyways where's the wisdom i'm gonna leave it's uh from an experience today and uh, an old man was very scared of COVID nineteen, and he wore a mask and uh, he wouldn't touch anything. And I, um, I was helping him out at the store. And um, when he went to pay for it, he—I thought he was going to use his cell phone because he didn't want to touch anything. But instead, <laughs> he pulls out a wad of money and he pulls down his mask and he licks his finger so he can pull, he can flip through the money. <laughs> <laughs> and he continues to lick his finger and, and flip through the money and then hands it to me and um I asked him if he wanted his change or should i <laughs> and um he he just kind of looked at me weird, but um anyways, yeah, so that's just um words of huh. wisdom you know don't uh don't get caught up in the hype if you're actually not scared so
1: yeah and he got there without instagram, so. To only yeah,
0: get. it was amazing, man. When he pulled that mask out and I saw his finger go to his mouth, I was like, "This <laughs> this makes zero. This makes as much sense as as Mark Bell." Um, so we're going to end it there, and we'll be back with you guys uh, next week. All right, bye. All right, later. See you, man. All right, bye. <laughs>